Welcome, Thought Leaders. I'm Beck Sands. I'm Andres Lopez Varela, and you're listening to the Thought Leader Show. If you're an ambitious professional, exec, CEO, or business owner looking to grow your personal brand and become a thought leader, you're in the right place. We'll bring you inspiring chats with people who use their personal brand to create successful careers or businesses and become thought leaders in their field. We'll also talk through some of the practical steps and must-dos that you can action to build your own personal brand. And this is what we're most excited about. You're going to see how being a thought leader gives you the opportunity to help others and support people to realize their goals. A personal brand might sound self-serving, but we're here to show you how it can actually have a positive impact on you, your community, and who knows, maybe even the world. Hello, it's that time again. Welcome to the Thought Leader Show. We're so happy you're here. Uh, my name is Andres. I'm one of your hosts. And I am Beck. I am another one of your hosts. Apparently in a different time zone, it would seem. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we start again? <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. This is definitely staying in. Nick, don't cut, talk this. Over you. don't cut this. Don't cut this. <laughs> We are so happy to have you here. Um, Today we have a really great chat um, with Navek Harrison. Um, You know, one of actually our, our, um, I guess, original, I guess, thought leaders when we were thinking of this show, of creating this show, people that we thought were sort of like true unsung thought leaders. Navek was definitely in that list, right, Beck? Absolutely. She's one of the pioneers of the online world when it comes to virtual assistants and online business managers. Having run her business for eight years, she uh, is she runs a team of virtual assistants in the virtual chapter, and she's also got uh, podcast editors and so on and so forth. She's the home for world class virtual CEOs, um, VAs, and OBMs for coaches and creatives, uh, and she also has a podcast called the Virtual Chapter podcast it's good for those virtual ceos to finally have a home because they've been looking for one so i'm glad they've they found one in the virtual chapter um has a lot of really great and interesting um thoughts about uh how to kind of you know blend your sort of personal priorities and values with um with your kind of professional expertise but also really you know some really interesting views about you know being resilient and growing and changing and evolving. And she's got a lot of really, really great stuff, which I think is really great lessons, not just for people running their own business or thought leaders or experts, but anyone really. It's some great life advice. She's done so, so well, and she really has evolved her personal brand. She's evolved her business. Um, She's really just grown um, I'm going to say organically through a lot of like relationship building and, mm. you know, she's just also infused so many, like so much of herself in, into, into her business and into her personal brand um, and, you know, her thought leadership around ethics within the virtual assistant industry and so much more. So you guys are going to love this chat. Absolutely. Put your headphones in, turn up the volume, lock the kids out, and get ready to welcome Nivek Harrison to the Thought Leader Show. Nivek, thank you so, so much for coming on the Thought Leader Show. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yay. So um, tell us just a little bit, just so that we can set the scene about the virtual chapter, about what you've built over the past 
How long have you been in business? Four or five years? This is terrifying to admit. I've been in the online business world for eight years now. Wow. Which feels wild. (laughs) Seen it change a lot. Like I was. I bet you have. I was in the space sort of when Instagram was like a little baby app. (laughs) TikTok certainly didn't exist. (laughs) Like it was was very, very different. And I initially started way back then as a coach. I was working in corporate. Um, I was pregnant. I was going on mat leave, wanted something more. And so fell into the coaching world, started building my coaching business, but very quickly realized I love the behind the scenes of business way more than anything else. Yeah, Yeah, interesting. And had a lot of people reaching out to me asking, like, how are you doing the things? How have you set up your mailing list? How are you getting clients to schedule calls? And I'm like, this is very easy to me. I love tech. I've worked in tech. Let me help you. I didn't know virtual assistants were a thing. I certainly didn't know online business managers were a thing back then. And so about five years ago. I think they were a thing back then, to be fair. I mean, probably not. It was a very fledgling industry back then. I think there would have been some degree of remote virtual assistant type roles, but certainly not the way it is now. Um, And so pivoted and started offering VA services and then online business management services, booked up my business in under two years. And then three years ago, we pivoted to the agency model right in the midst of COVID. (laughs) I said goodbye to my really big contracts at that point and said, we're going all in on building an agency and haven't looked back. That's amazing. And I think particularly because you're, you're such a, like a pioneer in this space, right? Like, um, like you said, eight years is a long time to be in this particular, you know, line of work. Um, so you certainly are, you know, I guess, guess one of the early first movers, I guess. Uh, and, and over time you've changed and refined your offering. Um, and, and I guess also what's evolved is, is your personal brand. That's really obviously what we're, what we are, we, we want to learn about more. So let's start, let's start by you telling us how you would describe your personal brand in a sentence? Oh, great question. I don't know if I can do a complete sentence, but let's do a few keywords. I would say my personal brand is kind of like the relatable nerd. Like love the tech side of things, but easy to break it down in a way that's really understandable, really consumable, a little bit sarcastic, a little bit sassy. And I like those elements of the brand. Um, but that's, that's sort of the lens. The lens is not look at us high and mighty. We have the solutions. The lens is here. How can I break it down to make the tech side of business more accessible for everyone? Yeah. Cool. That's so good. And I know, um, you, you know, I've worked with you in, in multiple capacities in the past, um, when I was in Ellie Swift's mastermind, um, and you were the tech guru for that. So I have witnessed firsthand how, you know, your brilliance in terms of just, yeah, breaking down all the tech, like you just have like this magic wand where you can just kind of go, I, it feels like it, like, you know, people are like, how do I do this? And you're like, oh, just do X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was way more complicated than that. Um, So, yeah, I I definitely have witnessed firsthand that, like, relatable uh, nerd magic of yours, and I love it. (laughs) And everyone needs a bit of Navek in their business, for sure. Um, (laughs) So what are some of the deliberate steps you've taken over the years to build your online business, to build your personal brand as a thought leader? Because I really do see you as a thought leader in like the online business management space. You're Mm -hmm. certainly one of the pioneers of the field. 
Great question. So, I mean, I look back to when I started my online business in the coaching side of things, particularly, and I felt looking back now, I can see how my branding then, my personal brand then really blended in. I qualified through a a life coaching school here in Australia, and there was this almost like everyone kind of looked the same by the time they graduated, right? Everyone was using the exact same language. Everyone's using the exact same colors and everyone's having all of the same photo shoots and almost in the same locations, like down to that level of detail. And it took me a few years to realize that wasn't me. That was a huge part of what I thought I needed to sound like, look like, be to be successful in the online space. And it took a little while for me to go, actually, this isn't me at all. I want to bring the sarcastic side forward. I want to give bring the side of me that will get on her little soapbox and rant a bit about some of the shitty things in the online industry, particularly in the VA industry. And so that realization first was a real big one. And that was sort of the catalyst of constantly checking in of like, how am I showing up as me? versus how am I showing up? Because I think that's what's expected of me in order to be successful. That's really big, I think. Like that's something which I think, um, you know, if you've been building your own brand and building your own and even running a business uh, or getting to a certain kind of level of seniority in your career, that's a really powerful revelation, I think, to be like, hey, I don't need to be in this mold all the time in order for me to be successful and I think that that's a I mean that must have been so liberating for you it was it was a huge step and I mean very quickly when I had the real I remember actually I was at an event with all of these coaches the birthday party for the school that I studied through (laughs) and I was like I one don't feel like like I feel like I was putting on a show I didn't feel authentic in that moment and I was like, this is this is the sign that something's not right. If I don't feel authentic, then of course it's not resonating with the people who are following me. Of course it's not resulting in sales. Um, and so it's felt quite freeing since then. And it doesn't mean it's always easy. I still think we all have moments where we go, well, that person's successful, therefore I need to emulate what they're doing because they've clearly made it. But that constant sort of revision, and I think also, you know, now I've got a coach who supports me with that, a coach who, you know, is fantastic at checking in and being like, is that the you? Like, how far can we push that? So it's it's the real depth of your brand, of your thought leadership, because that's what makes us stand out online. Mm. Especially in the coaching industry, right? Like I feel, I mean, you know, I say especially in the coaching industry because we're so much in that world, Niv, you and I. Um, but like, you know, a lot of um, listeners are probably not in that coaching world at all. And it's probably quite relevant for them as well, because I think when we step into businesses or when we step into careers, we do kind of tend to follow that yeah. kind of cookie cutter approach. We're like, okay, we see people doing things a certain yeah. way. And then we're like, okay, we need to emulate that in order to be successful. But I think more and more in today's world of like, you know, artificial intelligence and, you know, this kind of, it's like almost your uniqueness is absolutely essential so that people can resonate you and so that you can stand out. And that's like true in the online world and in the physical world. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a there's a maturity piece there as well, whether it's in your career or in your online business. And that's not an age maturity. It's just an experience maturity of, you know, you look back very early in your career, you do 
quote unquote, copy the people ahead of you, you copy yeah, the people yeah. above you, because that's all we've got to go on, right? It's like this person's successful. I want that. I'm going to do the same thing. And so there's this sort of evolution as we grow, as we deepen into our experience where we get to stand more in our uniqueness and let that shine through. I so, so agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Hazard to that. Um, I think that's really valuable. I, I, I think also that that sort of um, means something different to everybody as well, which is nice because it is, you know, about your own uniqueness and your own values and the things that matter to you. And that's that's important to make sure you're kind of working and living in alignment. Um, and, and so I guess we wanted to know from your point of view, obviously, um, you know, being sort of pioneer in this space, being someone who's been sort of evolving their business and kind of, you know, riding the crest of the wave in the online business space, I guess, um, what does thought leadership mean to you and what does it look like to you um, in this space but also more, more generally? Mm, I think more generally thought leadership is for me is the the bringing of those unique experiences those unique stories and putting them into the content and it's it's so much more relevant now because of ai like you mentioned beck like it's so easy we are seeing more and more mass generated content being pumped out into the world you have to find a way to stand out. You have to find a way to cut through the noise and your personal experiences and your personal perspectives are really the way that you can do that. So a great example for me in the business we're in now, the virtual assistant world has some really big ethical conundrums to deal with, particularly in the context of offshore support and wages that we feel it's appropriate to pay people who live in quote unquote non-Western countries. That's a really big part of my thought leadership in this industry is continuing to advocate for really basic standards of wage and pay for all VAs, regardless of where they live. That lens comes from my experience working for not-for-profits, my study in international development, my work in anti-racism. All of those things have led to my perspective on that. Now, not everyone agrees with me. There's a lot of agency owners who build incredibly profitable businesses by paying people $3 an hour, but charging 60. Yeah. I've had coaches tell me that would be a better business model for me to take. And yet that's not the way I'm ever going to operate. And I'm going to continue talking about it because I think there's such a, a big shift required in the industry overall. And so I think when we're talking thought leadership, it's really about what are the things that really matter to you and sharing why they matter. What's the journey that's led you there? Because that's what sets you apart from everybody else. So it's like, an, it's for you, it's like a really nice kind of Venn diagram overlap, I guess, of this sort of like personal values and personal priorities with your sort of business expertise. And then that little sweet spot in the middle is what, is what Nebec Harrison is known for. Absolutely. Yeah, nice, nice. And I think that was actually one of the things that drew me to your work, Niv, is that you were advocating for better paid VAs. And I'm like, I really believe in paying people a fair wage too. Like I really believe in that as well. And so I've always wanted to get, you know, like first, firstly, I really wanted to have a VA that was, you know, in my time zone. So that was really important to me. But then also it was like, you know, I really believe in, I just, I, I ethically just couldn't pay someone $3 an hour to do work for me and then just be like, oh, that's a good, you know, use of your time. I just feel like that's not fair. And 
yeah. I think especially when we're in fields where we're, we're ever talking about like empowerment or financial freedom or uplifting society in any way, shape yeah. or form yeah. to then overlay that with like, oh, by the way, just behind the scenes, I'm paying someone so poorly is like so, so incongruent. Like it makes no sense. And yet we see this all the time. You could still pay those people decently and have a, and have a strong business. Exactly. And if you can't, maybe it's not the time to be outsourcing. Yeah. I so agree. And I also just think like, I don't know, it's like when you pay someone a bit more, like they're so much more invested in your business. I don't know. I, I just really believe, in, you know, in, in fair, paying people fairly Absolutely. For, for work. 100%. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, if you're paying somebody a wage or contributing towards a wage, that means that they can put food on their table, they can meet all of their living needs. Of course, they're going to show up and do better work for you. Yeah, they're going to be pumped. Exactly, because they're not stressed yeah. about the basics no. of living, right? Like it's a really simple thing, but we're constantly almost in this race to the bottom of like, well, how cheap can I get the things that I need? Yeah. How do you do this thought leadership work, Niv? Like, um, you know, you said you get on your little soapbox and have a, <laughs> have a rant occasionally. We love a rant here on the Thought Leadership Show. One might argue this entire show is about ranting so um we're okay with that but but how do you what are some of the practical tactical specific things that you do to bring that thought leadership you know into the field of view of people that matter that should see it that need to see it great question so i have a couple of platforms that i'm somewhat active on so i've got a podcast myself the virtual chapter podcast and while that podcast is not primarily directed at virtual assistants it's directed at small business owners, online business owners, I still talk about this in a big way through most of the content we create there. And then also over on Instagram. And I think the fun thing about Instagram is that I've been able to talk about some really serious issues, but in quite fun ways. And I think that helps cut through sometimes as well, especially since, you know, Reels came on board and you were able to lip sync and have a little bit of fun with content. Um, I think that helps. But I also think like the real practical thing is these are conversations I'm having all of the time. This isn't just a show to put on to be controversial on social media and get clicks and views. These are conversations I'm having behind the scenes almost every day of the week with people in the industry, both on the side of virtual assistants and the side of the people who hire virtual assistants. And I think, again, when we talk about like that authenticity of your personal brand, that's a really big piece. Like I am, this isn't just something that we say to get views, right? I'm sure there are a bunch of things we could all say for the sake of getting views for being controversial and they don't necessarily have an impact on our brand, our business, our career, unless they're really genuine to who we are. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's that's a really that's a really big insight. I think because sometimes we think we have to. I think it's a misconception. We talk about this a lot on the show, right? That people think that they have to always have hot takes, or they have to always be sort of you know deliberately sort of striking a match and throwing it on, on, a, on a pile of, you know, uh, kerosene. Um, or they have to be like socialite or celebrity famous to be thought leaders, but that's not actually true. The, the essence of thought leadership and a personal brand is really substantive. And, and you know, like your, in your example, there's a lot of substance there. Um, and then it also has some good practical outcomes. And I think it's also, it's that balanced approach, right? Like my entire personal brand is not based on ethics of the VA industry, right? It would be 
probably quite exhausting to talk about that all of the time and it wouldn't actually move my business forward, which is ultimately what I needed to do at this stage. My personal brand, like my business is based on my personal brand. I am very much the front of the business, even though it's an agency model now. And so that's a piece of it. And it allows me to throw the car- the match on the kerosene every so often. Yeah, when you want to. Also, well, for fun. Exactly. But it's not something that is done purely for the sake of likes. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So Niv, what are the key platforms for growing your business? So you mentioned Instagram. Um, is that the key one? And then obviously like your work in masterminds and things like that, you probably get a lot of referrals. Is it quite a referral-based business? Yeah, our business is probably over 90% referral driven and has been since the start. And I think that's something to not discount when you're building a business and even to a certain extent, building your career, how much the relationships are at the forefront of everything. Um, Instagram certainly drives traffic. The podcast certainly drives traffic. Being on other podcasts like this certainly drives traffic, but overwhelmingly the existing relationships that I have and my team have are the things that keep moving the business forward. That is so interesting. I love that you shared that. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think sometimes people can get really deflated if they're not landing clients off social media Mm -hmm. or if they're not, you know, like doing like specific outreach and they're like, it's not resulting in direct clients, but it's like, it's one part of the mix. It's one part of that personal brand mix. And it's like, you've got to build those relationships and those connections over time. That's how people want to work with you. That's how people will resonate with you. But the messaging you put out there will keep you front of mind. And that's, what's going to like, keep them going. Okay. Yes, I definitely, yep. I do need to reach out to that person. You know, I've just seen their message. Yep. That really resonates. I do need to reach out to them, but it's like those, those relationships that you build and the referrals, like my business it was all referral to start with. (laughs) That's how I built my business as well. So, um, yeah, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think you're so right. It's almost this, like, you have to be successful on social media to be successful as a business owner. And it's just, it's realistically not the case. We're sold on this messaging constantly, but for almost every business that I've worked with, especially in those like foundational early years, almost all of their business comes from referrals. First clients will come from the people you already know, friends, families, friends of family. Like it's going to, it's those circles that are really the foundations. And I think we're so quick to discount those and jump ahead to like, well, I just need to reach millions of people online and that's what will make me successful. I have weeks where I don't post on social media at all. And it doesn't change anything about the success of the business. I have weeks where I do post on social media and the algorithm just doesn't like me and it means nothing about the success of my business at all. And I think Mm. knowing that social media is a channel, it's not the only channel to grow a business. Yeah. So good. So good. So you've talked, Nivek, about how you've sort of built your personal brand, how you've sort of infused it with your own personal values as much as your professional stuff as well. Um, I mean, you know, still very challenging path, one where there's a lot of you know, ups and downs and, and probably a lot of disappointments too. So what, what have you kind of, how have you approached those challenges to building your personal brand and any of those setbacks that you've had? What sort of mindset have you had to adopt to kind of be like, okay, so, you know, I want to be resilient about this and be able to move forward. Oh, I love this. One of the big things for me is I am always in the mindset of, 
I'm learning. I am learning every single day of the year, both practically Mm. in the business. I am learning new skills. I am learning new software and technology, but also I'm just learning more about myself, about my voice, about my thought leadership, about how I want to show up. So essentially I get to treat everything almost as one giant test. (laughs) Everything is just a test and therefore the outcome isn't make or break. Love a test, yeah, <laughs> a fun test, but it means that nothing, like nothing rides on this one action yeah. in my business. It's really permission giving to be like, well, we tested it and I learned something. Was the learning yeah. positive? Maybe not. That's okay. I've still learned something. Huh. And I think that's been one of the most helpful things throughout this entire journey is I've been so open to the breadth of what's possible and what I can learn from just having a go it's such an Aussie attitude isn't it just have a go just have a go just have a a crack Um, but I think that that's one of the the really important things and that's I mean to a certain extent I took the same approach when I was in corporate of just like well what happens if I do this what happens if I say this what happens if I give this a try or reach out to this person or have this conversation Um, and it's the best way to find some really incredible opportunities were you scared sometimes, so doing that? I mean, oh gosh, you know, yes. like you're human. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk, about, talk about that event. I think, I think there's always going to be fears. For me, you know, I had huge fears around my visibility in the really early days of my business. I didn't want anyone from my quote unquote real life <laughs> to see what I was doing online because I still had a corporate job. I still had this very professional outward appearance to keep up. And then I was building this coaching business on the side and the two seemed a little bit at odds with each other. And so I didn't necessarily want anyone to know. And so, I mean, I look back at those early years on social and even on my website and it was all stock photos. There was no me in it. There was quotes from other people. And there was just, again, like that sea of sameness I spoke about earlier of just doing what I thought everyone else was doing, but there was no me in it because I was so scared right? Of like, what will people think? What if somebody from my work finds my Instagram? What if somebody from my family sees this photo or hears me talking about these things? What will they think of me? So that was a very real fear. And I mean, it still comes up every so often now. I'll be like, oh, what happens if I say this online? What's, what will people think of me? But now that fear is almost like, I will catch myself in that thought of like, what will people think of me? One, do I really care what strangers of the internet are going to think of me? And for the most part now, the answer is I don't, I don't care what strangers think about me. And then even coming back to family and friends, like I'm not building a business for them. They're not my ideal client. I'm not talking to them. They're not my audience. So if they don't get it, that's okay too. I think that's a really good lesson that not enough thought leaders take. Right. And I think, everyone thinks they should be liked and loved by everyone, right? Like everyone from like your crazy auntie to like your neighbor and like the, 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 the guy that makes you coffee in the morning. And this is actually, I think a good lesson from, from like big business and big brands that they know very clearly that they're not for everyone. That not everyone is buying a Mars bar. Not everyone's buying cat food. Not everyone's buying a, a, a Kia, you know, and they know. They don't care about those other people. And I think this is something that definitely as individual thought leaders and our own personal brands, we should be taking that lesson from big brands. Know who your audience is. Appeal to them. Just be really good at appealing to them. And like you said, 
You're not building a business for everyone. You're not building a business for your crazy auntie. You know, you're not building a business for your barista. So just don't worry about them. Not here for them. Not here for them. <laughs> That's so good, Niv, because honestly, I felt exactly the same way. I was like, it took me like two years, include like when I was building my business on the side of corporate to like even do a live live stream. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, I cannot do a live stream because I was so conditioned in that corporate world. And like going back to, I think like what you were saying about, you know, doing the trial and error and like having to go and testing everything out. I love that way of thinking. And I feel like I'm getting, getting there in my business more and more, but like, I do have that legacy of corporate where it's like, you couldn't fail because there was so much hinging on it. And there, and, and it just was like, everything was so slow moving. Like, you know, you'd be like, okay, <laughs> you'd be like, okay, so we're working on like, you know, the campaign in 12 months time. Like, so we're planning for 12 months. And then, so like, if it failed, it was like a big deal, you know, cause it was like, you'd spend the whole year prepping for that or whatever. So, you know, in our own business, I feel like we can go really quickly and just like fail fast and, and quick, but I still had that legacy thinking of like, I'm like, I can't fail. I can't fail. Like everything hinges on this. Well, it's so ingrained <laughs> in us. Like from school onwards, we are in this constant cycle of you must be better. You cannot fail. You must do more. You must be successful. And success only looks like A, B, and C. And so it can take a really long time to get out of that conditioning, like you said, and to allow it to be way more fun and way more flexible and way more unique to exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. So much yes to that. And I think in today's world, as you know, as the workforce changes, more and more people are starting their own businesses, more and more people are, you know, building personal brands to do that. More and more people are leveraging the online space. And I think it's becoming clearer that you can make money doing multiple things. Like you, mm. you can make money doing things outside of corporate. It's not just one path anymore. And I mean, it's so, so clear to me, Niv, it's so, so clear to you. It's clear to Andres because he's done consulting in the past and it's just, you know, but I think a lot of people are still, if you're in that corporate mindset, you're still like, what else can I do to replace that income? Mm, yeah. You know, but there's so much opportunity out there and I think your business and the way that you've grown that and sort of figured it out as you went along, like you didn't have the whole path before you, but you figured it out as you, as you went along, like that is just testament to, to how much opportunity there is out there. And you've got what I was about to say before earlier in the show, but about 15 VAs, is that right? So we've got 12 in our team at the moment and that's a mix of virtual assistants, online business managers and our two incredible podcast editors. Shout out to Nick who gets the pleasure of editing this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, and I mean, even that in itself, the hiring piece has been one of the biggest learnings of business. We had the huh. team as large oh, as 20 at one point. <laughs> yeah. Like it's huge. Um, and we've made mistakes. We've bought the wrong people in. We've hired people who have ghosted us after the fact, like we've done the full spectrum of it. Um, and it's something that I never thought I would do again after leaving corporate. I was like, I am on this solo biz life. Oh I don't want to have people. Yeah. I am just doing it on my own. Just living now, large, living free. Exactly. But now <laughs> the team is probably my favorite thing about business. Yeah. I'm and it gets that. to change as you, uh, yeah, as you evolve, it gets to change. Like, you know, if you want to get started on your own and you want to just do 
you know, solopreneuring for a while. It's like, great, that's great, that works. So and then when you want to build a team, you can do that. Like yeah. there's so many options. So many so options, good. yeah. Now, Niv, we're almost out of time. Before we do that, before we let you go, you got to do the Thought Leader 5. We ask everybody these five rapid-fire questions at the end of each episode. So are you ready? Hit me. Okay. Question one, your favorite book or podcast, even if it's of the moment? Okay, favorite book of the moment, because there's way too many, would definitely be Atomic Habits. Everyone should oh, read Atomic book. Habits. <laughs> great book. I love that. Honestly, we'll link to these book. in the show notes below. I've read it, loved it. Yeah, so, so good. All right, give us uh, one thing that you love to do to unwind and relax. Oh, my God, the nerd in me is going to come out here. I do a lot of jigsaw puzzles. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So does Andres. I mean, you would get yeah. along so well. Like, honestly, you should come over to our house and stay in Newcastle with us. <laughs> I'd love to. We can just do jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> yeah, I've got this houseplant jungle puzzle that I haven't started yet. I've been intimidated oh by it. So, love yeah, it. and honestly, you know, with all the love and respect to you, my wife is not great at jigsaw puzzles. Uh, she does not have the patience for it. My partner is like, I can think of nothing worse than touching a jigsaw puzzle. Like touching. that's stress inducing for him. Whereas I'm like, this is how I relax. This is how I unwind. I just get bored after like 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, yep. What's next? All right. It's not about you. Come on. It's not about you. Leave the puzzles alone. Jesus. <laughs> Niv, what is your dream travel destination? Somewhere that is on the bucket list. You haven't been yet. But you're going to smash one day. Um, I would have to say Croatia. Nice. Nice. Mm. Great choice. I think we've had somebody choose Croatia on the show as well. Great mm, choice. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. It's the end of the night. You've had a great meal, great time. You're going to finish it off with chocolate or cheese? <laughs> That's unfair. Okay. After a meal, chocolate. Any other time of day, cheese. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people have taken halfway house answers on that one. Um, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's I love hard. that answer. I know, it's tough. It's hard hitting Both here are good. on, on Both the Fort are so show. Good. Okay, and finally, what is one golden nugget of advice that you would give our listeners? Mm, I would say on the journey of building your personal brand, embrace the power of collaboration. We spoke earlier about relationships mm. being such a big part of business. And I think like those relationships could be your team, your peers, your mentors, your experts, but yes, life and business is meant to be done in relationships. So allow that, let it be. Um, and it's so much more fun. It's so much more fun to do it that way. That's, that's a beautiful piece of advice. That is great advice. Brilliant advice. Niv, thank you so much for coming on the short, the, the thought leader show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've lost it's it Friday now. Afternoon. <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the Thought Leader Show. Niv, where can people find out more about you and your work? So the best place would be over on Instagram at the virtual chapter or search for the virtual chapter podcast in all the best places to listen to podcasts. Amazing. Thank you. Niv, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate your insights and your generosity uh, and, um, and, 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 you know, th frankly, for the work that you do, thank you as well. Thank you so much for having me. I really love this conversation.
What an amazing conversation with Navek Harrison. I really love her work. I just love the business she's created, obviously, because I um, hire one of her VAs for my business and also yes. the virtual chapter. Nick does our podcast editing. He does. So, Shout out to Nick. Yeah, shout out to Nick. Um, thanks for doing such an amazing job. Uh, yeah, and uh, the business she's created is just amazing. I feel like she was one of the pioneers of the online business world in terms yeah, of truly. virtual assistants. She was truly one of the first, and she's really just evolved over the years. Um, she just delivers an exceptional service, and I really think that you know the relationships she's built has enabled her to grow her business from strength to strength, as well as taking advantage of the growing online world. Um, I'm sure, you know, a lot of her kind of clients are probably in that kind of coaching, coaching and consulting space, those service-based businesses that uh, really need support on a technical level. And Niv does that so, so well and imparts that knowledge and trains her VAs so, so well. I think what was really interesting for me about that conversation was how she blended all that juicy professional experience with some very clear personal values. And, you know, it's something we've seen in a lot of our chats um, on this show, you know, um, uh, certainly people like Saganda, like Fleur Madden, um, like Greg, you know, where they have really strong personal kind of missions and they blend those with their, with their professional work to create something quite unique. I think her insight was so spot on about like, oh, you know, I graduated from, you know, this coaching school, coaching academy, and then, Basically, everyone graduated as the exact same coach and they looked the same and they took the same photos. And she understood that actually in order for her to stand out and, you know, make a difference and, and be successful, she had to actually be, you know, infuse some of that personal um, personal kind of um, values and priorities into that brand. And it seems like to be the, the biggest lesson that we've learned so far um, is that that is really key to create a successful personal brand, to build into thought leadership, to kind of grow into that that's going to be the only way you can't just be the nerdiest nerd in the room. Like you actually have to be um, nerdy and personable. And I think that that's really, you know, particularly in this space, like, like you said, you know, she's a real pioneer given her, her time in this space. Um, you know, she would have a, a very, very strong kind of, you know, pull based on her thought leadership. Um, and, and it's because of that combination. I agree with you. I think that the uniqueness is 100% the thing that is making people stand out. The yeah. infusion of ethics and values and, you know, your perspectives into your brand online rather than just kind of like regurgitating the same content. Just random crap, um, exactly, yeah. Random crap or just reposting from brand accounts or, you know, just like reposting stuff or just sharing really generic same, same content. It just Although doesn't please, work. Please keep resharing from brand accounts because my clients would love you to do that. So thanks very much. <laughs> Absolutely. With your own unique perspective. 100%. You know, when you yeah. click that button that says share directly or repost with your thoughts, for fuck's sake, repost with your thoughts. Like just give us, <laughs> you've got some thoughts. Like honestly, you've got some thoughts. There's no shortage of thoughts that you have, I think. So I think that's yeah. really important. And, I, and that's a really valuable, valuable point that she made as well that, you know, that kind of personal element as well is really useful in kind of giving yourself confidence, if you like, to, to build up that body of work, um, starting from being quite sort of, you know, um, I guess, you know, concerned about what people might say or what my people might think 
building that confidence, building those really positive references gets you to a much better place in the end. And it's an evolution, like she said, like it really is an evolution because you're probably not going to be, be feeling really confident to, no. you know, to share like right out of the gate. It's, it's kind of like it is an evolution. So you might start with a bit more generic content and I certainly did. Um, and 100%. then, you, yeah. And then you will, you know, as you sort of evolve and get more comfortable uh, and build up your career, build up your business, build up your brand, you know, you will get more comfortable in sharing uh, more nuanced sort of unique content that reflects yes. your individual perspectives. And that is when you stand out. There's no quick fix to this. There's no like, you know, just share one thing and then you're no. a thought leader. <laughs> That's it. Oh, wow. It's done. Okay. Tick. Let's move on. <laughs> it is that an was, evolution. Uh, yeah. It's an evolution. I think you know, Nivek's, you know, a really good example of that. And, uh, we really appreciate Niv coming on the show and, uh, and, and having that chat and sharing her wisdom with us. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Thought Leader Show. If you enjoyed this chat, we'd love you to share the episode with someone you think might want to hear it and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more information about my work, visit becksands.com and connect with me on socials. And you can connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. See you next time, Thought Leaders. Amen to that. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, um, you've, oh, you've, oh, sorry, there you go ahead. I was just going to ask about the mindset, but do you want to, were you going to ask something else? No, I was going to say the same thing, that same question. So, yeah, just bring oh, it go, right into the microphone as well. Okay, you go. A lot there. That's for, our outtake. A lot there to be edited out. <laughs> what a mess. That can be our outtake for the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, that's definitely an outtake, yeah. <laughs>